listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. Hello, welcome to another new episode of ESL Talk. I'm Faye. And I'm Daniel. In our episode today, we'll be recapping season two, what we learned this season and what's next for us on the ESL journey. I cannot believe we're 30 episodes into ESL Talk. Mm -hmm. um, we continue to grow week by week. And in such a short time, we've built a really huge following and it makes it all worthwhile. So thank you everyone yeah. for supporting us uh, this season and, and overall since we started in January. So Faye, uh, you joined us as a, a host uh, a few months ago, and this kind of coincided with you starting your online ESL business. So how have you found this journey and what have you learned along the way? Yeah, first of all, I just wanted to say it's been such an incredible uh, journey being here on ESL Talk. I'm just so glad that I got to join um, the team and I've learned so much um, in several different aspects, actually. Um, I really learned a lot from being part of this community now, having our followers, talking to all of our guests. Uh, but yeah, as you said, at this around the same time that I started co-hosting with you, I was launching my online business. So it was a lot. I learned that I can actually do more than I thought I could. <laughs> I also learned I don't need that much sleep. Um, I can get by on very little yeah, sleep. I found that too. <laughs> right. And on top of everything, my I, I also had a daughter going through like developmental stages and all that. She's 18 months now. So yeah, it was quite a, quite a lot, but I feel quite proud of the achievements uh, I've had and being able to still be part of this. That just brought me a lot of joy. So yeah, I learned that we are, we're tougher than we think. What about you? How, how has that been for you? The journey this year with, with the podcast and everything you've had to juggle? Yeah, it's been very difficult. Like I said, juggling a lot of different things. Um, you know, personally in my life, I've had a lot of changes and, um, you know, professional as well a lot of kind of hats that I've had to wear and stretching in different places to do this job and do this job and do this job and it's very difficult for me to say no to things <laughs> right. so I guess one piece of advice I would say to teachers is don't burn yourself out saying yes to everything because even if Good that point. means 
money or you know experience or helping someone that's great but it's it's really important that you take time for yourself and and try to prioritize that and um, one of the future episodes we do have we'll talk about mental health so right. it is a really important um issue that we need to think about um so definitely i found that it's it's really crucial to plan your time well and, and have a really good schedule that you stick to but also you know leave time for yourself as well that's um, an excellent point yeah yeah so you know when we're thinking about this ESL market, you know, we've talked to mm-hmm. a lot of guests who are freelance ESL teachers, or they have companies, or they work with teachers. So, do you still think there's space in the market for freelance ESL teachers, or you know, what do you think we need to to go solo and teach ESL online now? I definitely think there's uh, there's space. Uh, the, the whole idea of the pie, there's pie for everyone. Um, I just, I, I do think you need to think about your brand we talked about this before and what it is that you do that is special and what can you provide that other people can't and I think that that was uh, something for me that I had to learn early on it's like what what can I do that other people can't because if you just go the regular route especially if you're trying to launch let's say like I did like launch yourself on Instagram first as a marketing tool and you just do what other, other teachers do like don't do don't say this say that and like the same old videos that everybody's doing and uh, a word of the day post and some of our guests talked about that even you know you just have to think what what makes me who I am as a teacher what sets me apart and just build your brand on that instead of thinking of what other people want to see what do the followers want think about what you can provide yeah I was gonna say it kind of unrelated comes from sales but the one thing mm-hmm. I always learned the year that I worked in sales is that people buy from people and people invest in people mm-hmm. so even if it's not you know necessarily a product or a service that you're selling followers and you know potential students and people who want to see what you have to say they'll most likely invest in you as a person because yeah of your experiences because of your skills because the way you approach things you know for example with you Faye you have a really mm-hmm. huge following because you're not scared to just go out on the street and say let's talk about this or let's discuss this <laughs> or it, it's really interesting and even for me when I look through your posts you know yeah. I, I don't need to learn these things but I'm still kind of intrigued and I'm like this is really cool <laughs> um, so I think your approach says a lot and also kind mm-hmm. of how you how you present yourself and just mm-hmm. being real, being honest, and and also not taking yourself too seriously. I think that goes that goes a long way to helping build brand. I mean, I still haven't put myself on Instagram yet. Um, mm-hmm. It's on my long, long laundry list of to dos, but hopefully one day we'll get there. Yeah, I think what you what you mentioned is 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 a fact. Like a lot of people feel self conscious as well, and like they don't want to make themselves look silly or put themselves out there and like show their faces. I've had lots of teachers approach me on Instagram that were just starting out and like, oh, what was, how did you get to the following where you are? What's your secret? Like, can you give me some feedback on my profile? And I take a look at their profile and I see mostly, let's say, um, text posts. Um, I don't see their faces. I'm like, I want to know who you are. Like the students want to know who you are. And they're like, oh, I'm too shy to, to do a video. I don't want to show up I don't want to show my face in a story. I'm like, but that's how you connect. And that's what you said. People buy from people. And I think that that's a huge lesson for all of our listeners who are thinking of launching themselves online and starting a business online. You know, you need to connect with people. And yeah, that's the easiest way to do it. We do that in class face-to-face with students, right? It's just just yeah. having a wider audience out there. <laughs> that's a really good point. When I'm, when I'm teaching classes in the university and I'm teaching a semester at the beginning, you know, students come into the classroom and they want to know who you are. They want to know yeah. about you. They want to kind of figure you out. And mm-hmm. essentially what you're doing in that first week or this first couple of lessons is 
this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. Please invest in me and I will help you to achieve yeah. that or to get there. So they're investing in you as well. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. But you, you've you achieved quite a lot too. You said you didn't launch yourself on Instagram and all that, but you did publish two books, yeah. two very different books. But uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So that was on my kind of New Year's resolution list that I need to get out and write this book. And I, I had the kind of the notes and the crumb of the idea, and I just kept building it slowly and slowly. And the problem with a book is that it it's not writing, it's rewriting most of the time. So mm. you're kind of rewriting, tweaking. So something that went from a blog post built to maybe like a little bit longer to an article. And I thought, you know what? Online teaching is a huge market right now. And a lot of teachers are teaching online. So let's make it simple and easy for them so that anyone can do it. Mm. Um, so I did launch um, a book just a month ago, did a soft launch. I haven't really done the full launch yet, um, mm-hmm. which is, it, it's going well. Um so I did publish that book on online teaching uh, and I will obviously share that on um, our page if other teachers are interested. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get it free on, on Audible and through Amazon if you are interested. I also wrote a children's book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that was something else I always wanted to do, kind of a passion project. And you know, even if it doesn't make any money, I don't really care. It's just something that I always wanted to do. Um, I worked with a really talented illustrator um, to help oh. me kind of bring the ideas to life and it's kind of part fact part fiction so it's nice. a really nice story and I think again just being able to do something that I enjoy I think is really important and this kind of ties back to what you were just talking about as a teacher you can still teach what you want and enjoy it um, mm-hmm. don't feel like oh I have to teach this or I have to do this right I think it's much better to do a little bit of everything as opposed to just one thing only because mm-hmm. not only do you pigeonhole yourself but also you kind of I think mentally you might burn yourself out I hear in so many places and I've seen you need a niche you need to be different you need to stand out yeah, from the crowd yeah. absolutely you do but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily have to be what you teach it could be who you are as an individual yeah um, exactly because I've seen again a lot of courses or classes or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that people are promoting which is fine you do need to stand out you do need to show what makes you special and you might say I'm the best at this or I specialize in this that's fine but also specialize in other things because as we're going to talk about a little bit later if you only have one source or you only have one Mm -hmm. hook and that doesn't work then what are you going to fall back on Right, exactly. Yeah, you got to branch out a little bit, right? And just mm. not be afraid to dabble in different things. And I really admire you for, for doing that, for going through with that. It wasn't resolution. easy. I, yeah, and that's actually what I was going to ask you. Do you have any tips for those of us who might want to self-publish one day? Or uh, It's really, really difficult to do it um, for self-publishing because you need to not just think about the content, you need to format your book correctly. You have to think about the font, the style, the size, mm-hmm. the page numbers, all these small things that you kind of don't think about. They have to be immaculate and they have to follow all of the guidelines. And even then, you know, once I did my kind of like beta copies, I'd have to make big changes and it wasn't formatting correctly and all of those things. So my tips would be, um, either use some software. So if you're going to work through Amazon, you can, you can use their software directly, which helps. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or think about maybe getting someone professionally to, you know, spend a little bit of money just to get them to proofread it, to check it and to format it correctly. That could be worth 
mm-hmm. um, the money as well. But absolutely, if you have something you're passionate about that you want to that you want to talk about, do it. Um, not only does it help you personally, it also helps you professionally as well. It's always great to put in your resume. And That's if you true. want to be, you know, working at a, a higher level, or you want to be working as a consultant, or working in higher education at universities and things like that, it's really important to have a body of work published. So do yeah. it. There's nothing to stop you. Just put a lot of time aside, and you need a good chunk of money as well to do it. It's not cheap, but um. Hopefully, if you recoup your money, then it's it's worthwhile. Yeah, at least break even, and then that's something you've, you you can say you've done right. You've exactly. achieved. Yeah, exactly. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So just kind of going back to what we mentioned in the season, you know, we've we've been really fortunate. We've had some really wonderful guests this season. Um. So tell me, Faye, what were some of your highlights from season two, and, and what did you learn from some of our guests? I know you learned from all of them, but some highlights yeah. in particular. I mean, it's so difficult to pick. Like, uh, there was just a lot. Our guests were awesome. Like this, the this season really, um, and a, a huge variety of backgrounds and experiences. And, and there's just a lot that we talked about that resonated. That really, you know, uh, really helps you think about things in a different way. Um, and but like some that come to mind that for me personally, really were really immediately helpful. Were uh, first of all the episode on community with Kate. Uh, building your teacher's community, because that was a huge thing for me going into this online teaching on my own and the pandemic and all that. I'm a very sociable person, very talkative. I really missed connecting with people and teachers. Um, having the podcast really helped because I got to, we got to talk uh, every week and talk to somebody else every week, but also Kate shared some really good tips. And I even joined her community of teachers after our episode um, and that's been really great for me um, just to connect with people and feel less alone out there. Mm-hmm. And also the two episodes we did um, that touched that were more relevant for me personally, because talking more about uh, kids. So we had the episode with Karina on teaching young learners. And if you guys have listened to that episode, you'll know you remember that I have no experience teaching young learners, really. I always avoided it. <laughs> but now I have a young learner at home. I have a daughter that I have to raise. And a lot of things Karina mentioned, I found really applicable to my real life and how I'm going to be teaching my daughter at home. Same as uh, Fabi's episode, the last episode we recorded yes. on bilingualism. That was really good. And more of like a motivational uh, talk for me to be like, yeah, I can do this. If I am motivated, if I have, I'm determined uh, to have my daughter raised speaking both Portuguese and English, hopefully she won't lose that Portuguese knowledge over time. But according to Fabi, I can do it, you know? So for me, those were like the three episodes that really stuck uh, with me. What about for you? Yeah. Um, again, a lot of what you've just said resonates with me and, and our guests as well. have also said they've learned a lot from our, um, from our guests that we've had on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, I've learned a lot. Um, you know, our community is huge. We have so many wonderful uh, teachers and professionals who are there to share and to give guidance and knowledge and information. And it's not necessarily to make money, of course not. I mean, that might be a part of it, but the majority mm-hmm. of the time, people just want to share their stories. They want to share yeah. their knowledge on what they do and and helping helping each other feels great because there's, like you said, there's a lot of pie out there, if you want to put it that mm-hmm. way. And we can all, you know, work together to, to reach our goals um, in terms of teaching and, and kind of supporting ourselves. Um, and, and just to see the development as well in, in some some colleagues uh, that I used to work with who've been guests. So, for example, right. um, Eric, episode 16, I worked with him 10 years ago and he's doing amazing things now in the school district in the States. And, uh, you know, I got to meet lots of other really amazing teaching professionals and I networked with some of our guests like Crystal in episode 19 and Kate in episode 23. We've been mm-hmm. working on some projects professionally as well. So 
the fact that I got to do that and expand, you know, my, my knowledge and, and my teaching and what I do as well is, is amazing. So mm-hmm. definitely do reach out. And, you know, this has been a platform to do that because yeah. as teachers, we can listen in and say, well, I never thought about that or I should try that or let me look at that or let me reach out to this person. You know, we're, yeah. we're all here to help and, and we're all here to support each other. So uh, I guess my message would be, you know, feel free to reach out and, and contact yeah. us and we'll be happy to help and point you in the right direction if we can. Yeah, exactly. That's been the, the best part for me, too, is just meeting all of these amazing professionals. And I've stayed in touch with a lot of them, like Kira, our guest on the IELTS episode. We did a live together on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. You know, uh, I'm always sending uh, followers to Fabi uh, about bilingualism. You know, it's just so nice to feel like, yeah, I know this person and we've had a, a, a one-to-one or like a, a, a talk, all three of us. Mm-hmm. And that's really helped uh, build that community even more. So yeah, definitely. If there are some of you out there that feel like that you have something you'd like to talk to us about and share, get in touch with us. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yes, we are building a very long list, which is great. We're going to have lots of great topics to talk about next season. So now that we've taken a look at what has passed, um, let's talk a little bit about the future and let's start uh, with what we think might change in the industry in the next year or so. So, you know, a lot has changed in in this ESL industry because of the pandemic and sort of the sort of the aftermath, although we're still in it, it seems. And we talked quite a bit about all of this that has happened, but do you think our industry is going to continue to change? Do you think some of it's going to go back to the way it was? I honestly think from everything I've seen and read and, and heard um, this year that there are changes coming, but maybe those are for the better. Um, and let me kind of qualify that. Um, you know, there is a lot of change in terms of, you know, schools closing, which is obviously sad and it's not good. No one wants to see that, but there is a shift online now so that, 
we can now reach more students than ever and students can reach us more than ever. Um, right. And, you know, I, I'm very fortunate that I, I have some platforms or some schools that I work with where I get to work with students from new countries. I get to learn more about new cultures. So I think that's great. Um, obviously, there's always going to be flux. There's going to be ebbs and flows. And, you know, one hot topic uh, at the moment is about, you know, in China where online ESL companies are closing their doors and kind of it's it's causing um, some, I guess, uncomfortable uh, feelings among teachers because they're thinking, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? This is all I have. Um, so I would say the industry is changing, but my message would be to, to anyone that is teaching online is don't just teach with one school or don't just teach with one company, yeah. mm-hmm. teach with two or three schools or, you know, if it's possible, I mean, it's not always practical, but as I do, you know, have a part-time university job or a part-time college job or a part-time language school job, mm-hmm. have a part-time online job, maybe do some um, writing uh, assessment or speaking assessment right. or tutoring. So if you have a few little things, then that can be great because maybe this this one one thing, this one job doesn't work out. I can maybe do more here or do less here or mm-hmm. build this. Um, so I think the industry is going to be, there's definitely going to be more choice for students. There's going to be more mm-hmm. variety, but that's a great opportunity for us because as we've mentioned a lot in previous episodes, we can kind of improve our knowledge, improve our skills, improve our qualifications, be marketable, be mm-hmm. approachable. Um and try to find something that works well for us and also for students so that we can kind of survive and have food to eat, but also do something meaningful and do something positive for students. So I did just kind of touch before about this specific issue that's kind of people are, are a little bit worried about right mm. now, which is the, the the schools in China closing down or saying mm-hmm. that they can't have uh, foreign teachers or there's a limit. So what are your thoughts on this? Because I guess you you might have heard quite a lot about this as well. Yeah, I've heard I've heard about that, but I've also experienced that firsthand here in Vancouver. A lot of schools shut down and I I, I was let go of my teaching job at a, at a college here, which is basically like the dream job I had. And a lot of my coworkers who were in the same situation actually ended up changing careers. And I understand that, you know, I totally get it because some, you get to a point in your career where you've been, maybe you've been teaching for 15, 20, 30 years, and you're like, um, there's no, no more, no schools are hiring. So you have to do this total shift and okay, I have to build my brand online, which is basically what I ended up doing and find something else to do or make those connections again. It's a lot of work. And I, I understand some teachers and I, 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 I think there's an episode we wanted to do on that, but both teachers changing careers, right? Um, did decide to just take the leap and change completely. But for those of us that decided to stick with it, I do feel that ultimately, like you said, like there's just, there's a lot out there now. So there are these big, big, big companies shutting down in China. But like I said, if you make sure you have different different opportunities if you pursue different types of teaching different schools other maybe writing and not just teaching you actually can do a lot more now you actually mm-hmm. have a lot more opportunity more flexibility as to yeah. with your time uh, it just takes a, a lot of work at the beginning to figure out what's out there what from those things what you actually want to do or what you actually like doing and then decide what you want to pursue but once you do find that i do feel like it's ultimately for the best in a way yeah and and like you mentioned it's not for everyone um Uh I, i think it may be generational as well you know for 
fortunately, unfortunately, I'm not sure which one, but <laughs> as we're a little bit younger, maybe we are more adaptable and we are mm -hmm. able to to kind of make those changes. Yeah. And we're, we're fine with technology, but you know, obviously for, for our colleagues who may be a little bit older, it, it's not necessarily so easy yeah, yeah. and it requires a lot of work. And when you have pressures of mm -hmm. mortgages and children and bills, et cetera, yeah, it can be really stressful. So I, I totally understand that. But I, I think we were both kind of in the right place at the right time where we were able to kind mm -hmm. of use, use this horrible situation to our advantage in some way yeah. and try to get the best out of it. So it's been, it's been tricky, but I, I do think that you know, the more options that you have as a teacher, the more fulfilled you're going to be and the more hopefully that students will get out of it as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But talking about these trends, are, are there any trends you've noticed that you're happy to, to see become more commonplace now? Yeah, definitely the whole idea of online teaching, like teachers creating their own programs and mm. um, the students having direct access, access to a teachers, I think is a really interesting trend. Because in the past, um, we all had to have jobs or, or an agency or a school uh, to be able to find students, right, to be able to um, teach. And we couldn't really teach uh, what we wanted exactly most of the time. You, you had to follow mm. a curriculum, follow a lesson plan and, and whatnot. But I find really liberating now that you can just teach what you want, uh, what you feel comfortable teaching, and you will find students who are interested in that. I will, might take time and work. We've talked about that, but you know, but you can, you, you do have direct access to students now. Um, and so I do like that trend and the fact that students now uh, are starting to realize that and they are becoming more, let's say, um, just, just keener on that, on finding mm -hmm. teachers and what their interests are and connecting with teachers directly. And I, I really like that actually. I love that with, too. Yeah. And I, I feel as well, you know, for my day to day now, there isn't a set Monday to Friday, nine till five. It's mm -hmm. Monday. I'm teaching this Tuesday. I'm teaching this Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I'm teaching this, this, and this. Yeah. So having that variety is great because as you said, over the past year or two, I've been able to build my own kind of specific curriculum. So if I'm working with children, great. If I'm working with teenagers, great. If I'm doing speaking specific, writing specific, IELTS specific, yeah. I have all of those ready to go, which yeah. takes years and takes time and takes a lot of patience to, to do. And there's still a lot more I want to do with those curricula, but having them there is a great, great thing. And building mm -hmm. up varieties is great. And, you know, the facts that we now have these programs and I'm not going to turn around and say my program is better than this or of course, this, no, does this. It's just, it's pie. It's, There's enough for everyone. Exactly. It's <laughs> uh, you know, in the supermarket, you have all the options and some are better than others. Some work better for you. You prefer some to others. It's not necessarily, you know, comparing apples and oranges. It's exactly. It's different, yeah. All different thing. Uh, I was just wondering if there's any trend that you would like to see gone. Um, there's anything yes, you're not, you don't like from the, there the is. The one trend that I think that I would like to see gone is having some minimum requirements and making sure that those who want to teach English are well qualified to do so. And that before just hiring, you know, before companies just hire anyone that has a bachelor's degree and speaks English, maybe doing a little bit more groundwork would be really productive and positive for students so that they have a good experience. Um, you know, our industry is huge and the numbers of teachers that we have, both native and non-native, is huge. But I feel like if you're a parent in another country and you're paying for classes and 
the teacher is, you know, maybe that they've just finished university, maybe they only have a bachelor's and maybe they're not taking the job seriously or they don't know some of the skills or techniques or strategies needed to help that student that can really affect the student. Now, mm -hmm. of course, everyone needs to learn by failing. And I mm -hmm. did that many times. And sometimes you just need to be thrown in there. But what I'm saying is not, not per se the individuals that want to teach online. I think that's great. But maybe the companies and organizations um, that hire these teachers, maybe having some training courses or mm -hmm. requiring a, a specific TEFL certification, something mm -hmm. like that could be really useful because otherwise it's kind of a race to the bottom in some ways. Our online teaching industry isn't regulated. It's impossible to regulate it, right? But I I agree that maybe a, a trend that could happen is just students and, and companies having more awareness that you should check um, the a teacher's qualifications and training. And, and we, we had an episode on certification specifically, and I think we agreed that having at least a one-month TESOL certificate is pretty much essential if you want to start teaching because that'll give you all the minimum, like give you the minimum viable product to teach, you know. Um, now, I'm also really excited to start working on the episodes for season three. Are there any specific topics that you really want to delve into next season? Yeah, there is still a lot of things that we haven't covered that we wanted to cover mm. this season. So we wanted to talk about changing careers, uh, teachers who change from something totally different into teaching and vice yeah. versa. Um, I think that's a really important topic that we should cover. Um, mental health as well is something really key, which I'd like to mm -hmm. go into. And um, we do have a guest lined up for that, which is going to be amazing mm -hmm. um other topics as well to think about um perhaps are transitioning back from an online environment into mm. a physical environment because yeah. that's something i'm gonna have to experience pretty soon yeah. um, so those are kind of three or four ideas that that we're going to discuss in season three mm -hmm. um what about for you Faye? Yeah, I'm really excited about, uh, we have an episode planned about mindset. Uh, we have a guest that specializes in that and like helping our students. We talked a little bit about that on our uh, Teaching for Immigration and Teaching for IELTS episodes, but like just working with uh, the student mindset and how we can adjust expectations and all that as more like a way to prepare them for their actual classes. I think um, that's a really interesting topic and something that we all struggle with, especially at the beginning. Um, yeah, and I'd love for us to also talk a bit more about, yeah, like what what the what the new ways of teaching are going to be now, right? Like I said, blended learning. So I know yes. that there are a lot of schools doing that as well. Some face-to-face, -face, some online classes and uh, things like that. And, and new technology that has um, come out as a result of the pandemic, you know, the new tools really? that people are using. So I think there's a lot. And I actually I love for our listeners to send us some suggestions of topics that they would like to to hear us uh, go deeper into and talk more about. Now, what about personally for you? What does um, 2021 hold for you? Wow. Um, 2021 has been such a blur. And I'm sure for everyone, it's just kind of all meshed into 2020. And it's all like, you know, mm -hmm. the same and kind of Groundhog Day. Um, for me, for the towards the end of the year, I just want to get to a point now where I have that balance of work and life because I don't necessarily think I've, I've had that too much this year with everything that's been going on. So just getting that work-life balance back, being able to slowly transition to more independent, um, you know, teaching for myself. Mm -hmm. um, I still do enjoy and I still love, you know, the, the kind of hands-on face-to-face um, teaching. Um, and I'd like to still do that part-time, but maybe just blending that with a couple of days as well, teaching online. 
-hmm. um, and then beyond that, hopefully start to build my website, build my courses, um, start to improve my um, curriculum and get that ready so that when I am teaching online, it's the best that it can be. Mm -hmm. um, what about for you, Faye? Yeah, I'm really excited about, uh, I mean, as a result of my Instagram work and, and all that, I, I just started collaborating with Oxford Publishing and I'm going to uh, start creating content for them for their Instagram. And that's coming out, I think, this week or in writing uh, some of some blog posts for them as well. So I'm just re really excited for those new new collaborations, you know, um, with the different people that I've met this year. Um, I'm also uh, looking forward to um, uh, doing some more work with teacher training. Um, I've been talking to a few colleagues and I've been just I've had a lot of people approach me this year. Uh, for like tips and some some teachers have taken my pronunciation webinars and are taking my next one as well and I'm just I miss teacher training I, I worked with that for a bit and I really want to start working more closely with other teachers with through mentorships and workshops and things like that so that's kind of my plan for the rest of this year and uh, going into 2022 so yeah very see exciting. Where that takes us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of things to look forward to, not just mm -hmm. uh, with the podcast, but also personally. And yeah, hopefully we can uh, get going on that again in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So thanks again, everyone, for joining us for another season of VSL Talk. That is season two in the bag. Mm -hmm. And we would really like to thank you all for your amazing support so far. Remember that you can follow us on Instagram at ESL Talk Podcast. Or you can send us an email to esltalkpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Like we said, we uh, we want to share your stories. We'd love to have some of you as guests. So please reach out to us before the beginning of season three. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at learningwithfay. Or at I'm Daniel Teacher. So we will see you in a few weeks for season three of ESL Talk. So do keep a lookout on our Instagram feed for when that's going to drop. And we hope you've enjoyed this season. We will be back soon with new topics, new guests, and new content. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes and to follow us on Instagram and Facebook for even more ESL teaching content. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.